Something tells you you should go Deep down you have always known Something sweet is on the other side Mama's gonna cry for you Papa might disown you You are getting ready for the ride So won't you come over here Come over here Come over here Come over here Wear the shirt you think you like There's all kinds of shades of white Embrace the color in your life You can't see beyond the wall Paradise for those who fall Out of grace or simply out of sight So won't you come over here Come over here So I'm sitting here looking at my Garmin watch and uh, I have 7,511 steps. And I, I'm enjoying the counting of the steps because it shows that I'm moving enough to uh, burn some calories and, and movement's so important uh, in this day and age. We're very sedentary. Sedentary. I can't even say that word. Sedentary. Is that right? Okay, well, you know, warts and all, here we are. But uh, we sit a lot. And, uh, I, you know, a lot of times when I'm editing video, I'm sitting. Uh, when I'm editing this podcast, I'm sitting. Um, you know, a lot of times we're we're behind a computer and hunched over. Haven't done much yoga um, in recent times, so I need to get back on a regular routine. I know Dr. Mark Holland will, uh, yeah, he'll he might scold me for that and and say get back to the yoga. It's keeping keeping your spine good. It's keeping you limber, keeping you stretched, and and I do feel so much better when I'm doing that. I mentioned that in the conversation today, and uh, today's conversation the. Uh, the bass groove that you heard in the opening song, that tasty bass groove, that is uh, compliments of today's guest, Eric Grossman. And uh, that was from uh, a band that he played in, uh, an artist named Sarah Bettens. And uh, gonna going to give a link to her on today's show and uh, thank her for being the featured artist of today's show. Uh, you know, it's, it's just amazing. Eric was on the road playing with bands, uh, you know, there's there's some calories you burn when you're on stage, but otherwise you're sitting on a tour bus, your food is not the greatest, and, uh, you know, you get out of shape, and that's one thing he had mentioned, and uh, he is currently a professional trainer, and so he works uh, with, with high school kids, he works at a school, he has um, he has uh, various independent clients, and uh, just, just an amazing trainer, a guy that's super passionate about what he does, which which is really fitting for this show. And you haven't heard his name, but as Smash mentioned in the last episode, one of the cool things about this podcast is there's a lot of names that you haven't heard of, but the conversations are pretty cool and the, the people are doing really cool things. And that's that's what I'm all about. You know, I may not have all the big names uh, working on some of those because just looking for the people that I connect with, but uh, definitely you have some cool people, the connections there, and they're doing really cool things. And I think there's 
I know, and I, and I say this in the conversation when I'm talking about uh, my former roommate show, and uh, we hear him at one point, Eric mentions, uh, Jeffrey Wilson, who was, uh, I was helping him out for a little bit. He was staying at the house, uh, working on his podcast here. It was almost like an incubator. I guess maybe I was the Ehrlich Bachman of podcasting here in the house, but, uh, you know, he's back up in Iowa putting together just a killer show with Pat Militich, and uh, they're just doing great things, getting uh, getting great numbers, and uh, just taking it to a next level. So super proud of what they're doing, so you can check them out. I, I mentioned their podcast in the body of the uh, episode, so wait and listen to that. This is a, the teaser for that. Um, but one thing, um, you know, Eric and I talked about, we talked about diet, and uh, I'm currently uh, back on a keto diet for a short period of time. I want to burn some fat. And uh, one thing Eric says is if your diet is crap, you're never going to see your abs. And is it necessarily important to see my abs for my health? No, but uh, I'm a little vain and I, I do want to see them at some point. You know, as I get older, my metabolism changes and I definitely, you know, want to want to see that before it gets too late. Um, so it's a goal that I have. And if anything, it's, it's helping me to eat better and uh, having that goal, uh, something that's attainable. Um, then, then, you know, I can do that, and at least I'll be healthier in the long run. But definitely not something I want to do just long-term all the time. I, I need those vegetables, need those fruits, need the good fibers and everything else, so want to work on that. But uh, And that's another thing uh, Dr. Holland will tell you about as well is a, a good diet. And that doesn't mean we can't cheat. Eric and I talk about that. that doesn't mean you can't enjoy the things you want to enjoy, and he mentions the Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule. And if you're, you know, doing the good 80% of the time, that 20%, it, it balances out. Sometimes it's uh, 90% of the time you may be eating great. And then, uh, you know, so then that leaves some time when you get down to 70. So, so it's just one thing, just keep it somewhat balanced. And it's not necessarily always a 50-50 thing. I think to stay really healthy and fit, uh, the 80-20, it's, it's a good thing. And uh, my friend Stephen Walden, StephenWalden.com, amazing artist. He uh, last time I talked to him, he was on the keto diet as well. So I need to check in with him soon and uh, see how that's going. And he's going to be featured on a, on another episode of the podcast where we uh, we're going to feature a panel where he and a few other artists, uh, mutual friends, and uh, some some new friends that uh, I have not met yet. We'll talk about uh, creating content and marketing. And is how to do better at um, creating your your personal brand. Uh, you know, really for artists, uh, that's one thing that gets neglected. Hoping to speak with a guy named Bobby Borg as well. He's out in Los Angeles, teaches at USC, uh, spent a little time with the band Warrant, and uh, met him last year at the Taxi A&R convention and just reached out to him and he... Uh, he said that he's interested in appearing on the show. So we'll have a couple couple episodes where we're looking at uh, how to market yourself as an indie artist, indie musician. So I think those will be very helpful, and I, I'm sure I'm going to learn a few things, and I need to step out and do a little more. Speaking of, Stephen Walden, uh, as a sponsor, has offered up a few prints. So uh, I wanna, uh, I'm going to have a raffle, month of May. And uh, it'll be a digital raffle. So how you can be a part of that, uh, for, let's say for the month of May, to like the show on uh, on Facebook. So like the conversations 
with Calcaterra page on Facebook. That'll be one phase. If you already like it, I think I'll set up an event called the May Raffle or something like that. And um, with that, I guess it's just, uh, you know, talk about the episodes you've listened to. You know, every post, I will put another entry in the raffle. So we'll figure that out. Really, these algorithms, and you'll learn from Steven as well as Bobby, and you're learning from me a little now from my studies, is uh, it's the getting the conversation going sets the algorithms. So if I see somebody post about conversations to Calcaterra, conversation with Calcaterra, if they if you make a comment on the shows, uh, this next batch of shows, including this Eric Grossman episode, heck, let's go, let's go back to the Smash episode. So we'll have... Um, four or five episodes and that'll give you plenty of time to uh, get some entries and win a framed Stephen Walden print so uh, I think it may be the rally cat he has this uh, great rendition for for those of you who know the Cardinals you know a little bit about the rally cat and he had a great rendition of the rally cat and uh, I think we'll we'll do that one and you know chance to win that and then we'll do another one in June and July he donated a few really cool prints but uh, that'll keep it going, and it's easy for you to get involved. So really, there's uh, not too much time, and uh, we'll have a few different prizes there. Oh, what else? What else? It's fine. It's kind of fun. I'm really in a flow right now, and it's it's really really good to be in. You know, I spoke of photography and video editing. That's you know that's my main gig. The pod podcasting I love, and and putting that out and continuing to build that brand. But if you're in the need of any professional photography or um, you need a video created. I'm an independent producer, director, and uh, love would love to tell your story. So, you know, brand myself as a visual storyteller and, um, you know, check me out at KenCalcaterra.com to find out a little bit more about what I do. And, uh, you know, we'll take any referrals or anything like that. Um, just want to keep creating. Um, just want to keep doing this and uh, really having a good time and um, you know, just really flowing right now, just, uh, you know, in a, in a good place, trying to be even keel. And, you know, that's, that's my story there. So I want to thank, uh, Mike Albishan, give him a shout out. And Mike is just speaking of even keel, just a great guy to sit back and have a great conversation with, um, you know, have a glass of wine and, uh, just relax. Mike is with premier insurance agency. And I would, uh, I urge you to give him a call. His, uh, his number is on the show page. And find out what he can do to uh, help you reduce your insurance rates. He's going to shop it around. He's going to find out the best rate for you and, uh, you know, help you out there. Can you get it on the Internet? Sure. But, uh, you know, I think it's better to talk with someone, have that bit of a connection, and, uh, you know, have somebody that is looking out for you. Uh, you don't always know uh, with your insurance company how you file a claim or do things like that. So if you have a situation where you need to file a claim, then you have somebody there that has your back and uh, is going to help you out and give you the knowledge that you need. He has so many years in the insurance agency and can guide you through this. Sure, you can Google it and find everything else, but uh, it's not going to cost you anything to give him a call. So check it out, see what he can do. Uh, give him a call and say hello. Just mention that you heard his name on the show so he knows that uh, that people are hearing what he's what he's all about and what he's doing. Mike Albishan, Premier Insurance Agency. Check him out on the show page. Um, yeah, Eric Eric Grossman. We talk about a lot of things and uh, fitness and a lot of techniques. His philosophy for fitness. So you're going to hear all that in the show. 
once again, KenCalcaterra.com is how you can find me. Um, Eric, I'll have to find out what his, uh, if he has any, any consulting or how you can reach out to him, maybe, uh, maybe through Facebook. So I'll find out about that. Should have done so before I started talking about it, but, uh, Hey, you know, whatever, not gonna, not gonna freak out about that. And, uh, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm done. All the sponsors are out there. Check out also, um, on YouTube, I'll put a link to the video for the song that I featured at the beginning, Sarah Betton's who Eric played with. It's really killer music. I enjoyed listening to to her, and I always enjoy discovering new artists. So I really appreciate Eric um, throwing that out. And granted, he doesn't play the bass much anymore, just on select occasions because he's so busy with his family as well as his uh, his training schedule. But uh, always a pleasure to see him. He, uh, he played recently with typewriter Tim Jordan, who is a Conversations with Calcaterra alum. So check out that episode as well. And uh, without further ado, here he is, uh, the one, the only, just a fantastic guy, Eric Grossman. How are your Rangers doing, Eric? <laughs> well, they're in a rebuild. So if any, uh, if anybody's ever followed a sports team for a long time, you know that you can't be great forever. So they were great for a decade. No Stanley Cup, unfortunately, but now they're in a rebuild. So the future looks bright, but it's kind of meaningless hockey right now. So have they ever won the Stanley Cup? Yeah. Well, they've won four, but only one in my lifetime. Okay. So it was 1994 they won the Stanley Cup. So living in St. Louis, like I, I can't complain because I do have in my lifetime a Stanley Cup and all my friends are Blues fans and they don't, they haven't gotten to experience that yet. So it, uh, you know, as much as I can feel sorry for myself, I'm living amongst people who have never experienced it. So can't complain. No, were you uh, were you up in New York when they when they won a cup in '94? No, I lived in L.A. I'm from New York, so I was raised there, which is where all my sports fan roots came from. Right. So it's you know Rangers, Yankees, Giants, that kind of those kind of things. So again, I mean, like I can't complain. As a Giants fan, I, I have four Super Bowls, and as a Yankees fan, I have like 27 World Series, probably 10 or so in my lifetime. Nothing to complain about. Yeah, the evil empire. Of the yes, Yankees. indeed, and we're going to be the evil empire again next year. I so. mean, they're yeah, yeah they're, <laughs> we're this stacked. season, man, with stacked. Stanton and Judge. Yep. And yep, it's amazing. I have a lot of friends who are Yankees fans. My my grandfather, my mother's father, he was a he was a Yankees fan. Yeah, they're going to be stacked if if their rotation holds up like I hope it does. The, you know, they're going to be uh, virtually unbeatable. So we'll see. It's good. It gets. Uh, it, it's good. I, I like to root for the underdogs, but since they're in the American League, I mean, you, you've got to. I mean, it's interesting baseball. So you have to at some point. Yeah. To take a look at the Yankees and, and enjoy it. Well, you know, in in uh, for the National League, the Cardinals are the evil empire. So you've won the, the most the most World Series in the National League, yeah. and it's a great organization. You know, similar to the Yankees, and in some ways, and I I have to try and find that little lining that in some ways the Yankees are the underdog now because they haven't won in a few years. True. They rebuilt, you know, like what my Rangers are doing now, and they did it the right way, and now they have a stacked team, and a lot of the guys are homegrown. Some of them are free agents, but yeah. It's exciting. It is going to be exciting. And I think you need that blend because a lot of years you look at teams where they pick up all the all the hot free agents and all these top guys and they just don't do well because there's just not that. I just don't think, yeah, the yeah. cohesiveness, they're not gelling. There's just different personalities of having 
everybody that's been a top guy on their team. I think that's an issue. Uh, yeah, so homegrown talent, it's good to have that yeah. mix. Are we allowed to use, have bad language on sure. this? Sure, okay. yeah. And so Aaron fucking Boone, for you Boston Red Sox fans, is our is our new manager. So that's how they know him. I did not realize yeah, that Aaron fucking Boone was That's, that's his official middle name in Boston because of the home run he hit in the, in the ALCS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So, and he's yeah he's a guy that comes from you know a great baseball family yeah. so yeah that's he's exciting. a knowledgeable guy yeah. and a smart guy and an engaging guy he's perfect for New York so if he's successful he'll he'll uh, he'll you know he'll be beloved there because he's got the right personality I like that guy always liked him on the you know on the baseball network MLB network so yeah knowledgeable and he was always one of those scrappy type players yeah absolutely and clutch and you know his uh, his home run that gave him that nickname will go down in infamy in Boston which is really all I need to be happy. Is that the people of uh, sports fans in Boston are miserable a couple times a year making me happy? <laughs> yeah, no offense good. to anybody from Boston. You get you know I the love pe- the people from Boston are great, but when you have these sports rivalries, yeah, you it know, is a big you one. Gotta, you have to talk some shit to the to to your rivalry. Yeah, so you know, Boston, Chicago, and St. Louis always talk it. You yeah, know, and those rivalries last forever. Even if yeah. both teams are are terrible, it's still that rivalry is just yeah. you know you get up for that rivalry, and you guys have it with with the Cubs. We have it with with the Red Sox. So the Red Sox have gotten the best, been the better of us the last few years. So, yeah, they've so, been they've yeah. been pretty solid. Yep, the tables um, are going to turn though. This yeah, year. yeah, this is it. It's over for you guys in Boston. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and for them, I mean, it's it, yeah, that was. And they got the Patriots, and the Bruins yeah, are playing great hockey. Patriots. Good God. What? Are, yeah, I haven't really followed hockey too much this year. What are the Bruins? That's, are they? Uh, that's a personality uh, flaw. Can that you don't follow hockey, so I'm just no, saying. no. I follow, but I haven't as much followed the league. I followed the Blues a bit, but okay. yeah, this this season has yeah, been so um, haven't really kept up with the whole league in general. So yeah, it is a, <laughs> a personality. Flow. Yeah, it's a personality flow. We'll need to do something about that. Yeah, Boston is a scrappy, really good, good, good team. Good team, good goaltending, good scoring, some uh, kind of low grade superstars. They're really superstars, but they don't get the they don't get the pub that like the Connor McDavid's and Austin Matthews and Sidney Crosby's get, but they're just as good, man. It's a good team. I hate them though. <laughs> well, it's, it's good to respect. You can still I do hate respect them, but them. to respect them. It's a, so health, it's a healthy dark respect, I suppose. Is what gotcha. It is. Interesting. Now, did you um, did you ever play hockey? I do play hockey. Ah. Yeah, I play in um, I play in the Arch Hockey League, which is St. Louis Hockey League. I'm one of the older guys in the league, but you know, I'm 53. So you're I'm you're 53. 50, I'm 53. No yeah, way! <laughs> I did not. I would have not have guessed that. I love when people say that. So I've 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 only been 53 for less than a year. So it's, yeah, it still surprises people. But yeah, I play. Um, uh, I've been playing on the same team for about two and a half years. I'm the oldest guy on the team. Next oldest guy is 17 years younger than me. But uh, yeah, but I hold my own. Yeah, you know, I still stay pretty athletic. I I, I can play. Well, I think that's the key, and and one of the topics we'll talk about is working out, and uh, you know, flex, I think flexibility is is a key to youth. Yeah. So I'm there's a lot I've of there's get, a lot get of that back stuff, to yeah. yoga, but um, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, I'm feeling it. You know, the fact I haven't consistently practiced, I, I need to get back to it because I'm I'm feeling it a little bit now. But uh, and I've not been to the gym, so I know we last time we talked was uh, Tim Jordan's. Birthday party, birthday party yeah. which was amazing. Thank you. And uh, I was uh, at that point. I think I was just starting, or I was on the keto diet. So the past, one of the things you told me, which is funny, is like a matter of keeping on it. So I've kept okay. So I haven't 
getting back to the level I was at before I started it. So not horrible, but uh, not not to where I want it to be. So I'm going to start that up probably after Easter. Yeah, good. Uh, you know, it's next like next week. It's a, diets. There are so many good. There are so many diets that actually can work for you. What really is the key is finding the one that you're okay with. That doesn't make you miserable. It doesn't make you feel like you're depriving yourself. And if you can find that diet, um, then you're not really dieting. You're just you're just living. Yeah, it's more of a lifestyle thing. Yeah, totally. And I tell you what, the keto diet. It I didn't feel like I was. Uh, you know, I've tried juice diets and and all that short term, just more for cleanses. And in three days, it's like wow, I need I need food. And uh, it, yeah, it's cleanses, a tough one. Cleanses can work in the short term, but they do make you they do make you ornery. Yeah, you know they don't put you in a good mood because you are depriving yourself. <laughs> That's what you know. I I try and tell my clients, uh, and I'm sure we'll get into that when I refer to my clients. Whoever's listening doesn't know what I'm talking about right now, but um, my clients, I try to I try to guide people to do things that are are not going to make them miserable. You know, there are lots of ways to get from point A to point B without feeling like you're torturing yourself. And that's the key. And that's how I felt with it. What was great with the the keto diet was I made some alternate type things. I used stevia for sweetener and I made a cheesecake, which was actually really good. And then staying away from not having the sugar, I really didn't want it. So something like that with a little stevia and some, uh, some lemon zest, Mm -hmm. it, it was great. So it wasn't like I felt like I, I needed anything else. Right. So it was just, just the right amount. Yeah. You know, if, if you're doing it, you like it and you're getting the results you want and you feel like you're not looking forward to the day it's over. Then yeah, you'll be good to go. Somebody's choking in the other room. Oh yeah, my my roommate. Uh, I'll give him a plug now. Uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Wilson. He's, I think he's a, dying in the other room. He's a podcaster as well. He's get hit with a cold. Ah, oh, so guy. which kind of sucks because he has his podcast is um, he has a couple. He has one called "It's Me Speaking to You," where he'll talk to different people. And I could think uh, one of his episodes I really liked was, and I know not I think, but uh, was a uh, hacksaw Jim Duggan. So oh, yeah, yeah. A former wrestler. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember the name. So that was a fun one, and then then he has another one with uh, Pat Militich, who the uh, UFC champion, uh, who it's called. It's, I can't even speak. The Conspiracy Farm. So uh, it's uh, yeah, deep you know darker subjects. Yeah, good God. And uh, but uh, they were doing pretty well with that. So yeah, everybody loves a, a good conspiracy. Give him a shout out for uh, for that topic. Um, it's not not. Uh, I enjoy it, but it's not like one of my top things to talk about. I, I think I enjoy talking a little more about fitness and yoga and things like that. Yeah, but, uh, absolutely. It's a good niche. Uh, they're doing really well with especially it, especially now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for for those who are are like, especially those who are really interested in that topic, uh, I think they do. Def- I keep saying I think I know they definitely do a great job with it, and uh, it's worth checking out. But. Uh, Hopefully, uh, he's all right over there, and we'll, 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 we'll maybe going. we'll hear him hack again, and we'll know he's alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So back to talking about the diet. So yeah, I, I never felt in the three weeks that I did the keto diet, I dropped like three percent body fat. Right on. Um, I wasn't really concerned so much with the weight. Uh, I just want to want to drop the body fat, and and in that when I was doing it, when I when I was working out, I didn't feel the need after a workout to, to just like bench on carbs or anything. It just it burning the fat and having that fuel was, it worked pretty well. Yeah. So I was energized when I was working out and it, it felt great. Yeah. for the, And just, just a little, for those who don't know what the keto thing is, it's, you know, you're, you're kind of cutting your carbs and um, so you're not replenishing your 
sugars, so you're using other forms of fuel, and, that, and that's why Ken was saying you burn fat when you when you do the keto diet because uh, you don't have the the other forms of fuel to burn that you would have if you ate a lot of carbs. So that's what that's all about. And it's fantastic. You're, uh, I guess I'm talking about this like like the audience knows. So I'm glad you're pointing that out as we can educate with this with this conversation, which is amazing. Yeah. So like you have, you know, uh, sugars, all carbs are, sh- all, all carbs are broken down into sugars. So, and when we talk about carbs, everybody, you know, thinks in their head, well, the average person thinks in their head, you know, all the white stuff like pasta and bread and things like that. But, you know, you get carbs from fruit, you get carbs from vegetables. There are lots and lots and lots of sources of carbs, and a lot of them are really good. And in the keto diet, you can still eat carbs. What you're really cutting out, uh, the best of my knowledge, is you're cutting out like breads and white pastas and potatoes and things like that and refined sugars and, and that type of thing, which is great. So if you're limiting your carbs to just the good stuff, vegetables, and, and I think in the keto diet, there's not a lot of fruit either. If I'm, if, you're correct. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I've never done the keto diet, but I have clients that, that do the keto diet. And, um, you know, I'm not a big fan of cutting out fruit, but if you're getting plenty of vegetables, yeah, you're good to go. I just want to make sure everybody gets their nutrients and their vitamins and minerals, and which are your nutrients. But Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, and I think short-term, any... You know, keto is not um, something that I personally want to do just as a lifestyle all the time, but just to cut cut fat, and I'm just at the point where I just need to cut a little bit, or I don't know, what is it? I, I, I would like to see some abs, really. Yeah. I mean, I'm, <laughs> well, that's I mean, the way to do it. Call me vain, but... Yeah. Uh, well, you know, that's the, there's an old saying in, in, the, uh, in the fitness world that abs are made in the kitchen. Maybe you've heard that. So you know, I, I have I have kids. I, I, I work at a local school at, at Mary Institute Country Day School. That's one of the places where I coach uh, MICDS, and uh, I teach fitness classes to the kids, and I do personal training for the staff. And and of course, you know, that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants to know how they how they can get abs, and you know, how many crunches do I need to do? What about planks? All this kind of stuff, and all those things are great. But um, you know, if your diet is crap. You're never going to see your abs. So that's what it's about. And, you know, it's also weird. It's like everybody has this standard of fitness as, you know, the standard for fitness is do I have a, a six-pack? Can you see my six-pack? But the truth is a lot of those fitness models you see on Instagram and covers and magazines and whatnot, when they're not doing photo shoots, they don't have abs either because everybody likes to eat, you know. Um, you have to really, for a lot of people, for people who are not, genetically predisposed to just be lean all the time and there are those people of course you and i are not gifted like that unfortunately but <laughs> i may never get there right? I, gonna, I was I'm like, gonna try. like 15 years ago i just i had abs i'd eat you know i'd eat cake and i'd still have abs but now not so much well we hit so, that certain age yo, and then no our metabolism kidding. changes and- absolutely and it really does but um you know like a lot of those fitness models and whatnot they, they lean down for those uh, for those photo shoots and the rest of the year they're not they're not quite so lean doesn't mean you're not fit doesn't mean you're not healthy so you know that's not really the standard for are you fit are you healthy are you, are you athletic um you know you can go around uh you know in a hockey world oh gosh you look in the hockey world uh, because that's that's my sport um you know some of the best athletes i know don't have six packs but they're you know they're strong and they're fit and they can go forever and yeah they're powerful What's well, good to know because in our society we have, uh, I guess it's we look to obtain that because we always see the models, the fitness magazines, all that, the bodybuilder bodybuilding competitors. 
Yeah. So we see that, and it's tough to get that. And, and like you were saying, even like wrestlers who are, that, who are cutting weight right before a match. Oh, God. Or it's, it's professional brutal. fighters. It's brutal. You know, and like wrestlers who cut weight before a match, they're cutting all that fluid out of, out of their systems. Um, they If they if they did a um, like a, a weigh-in right before their match, they wouldn't make weight. You know, they make weight the day before, and then the next day they're back up where they were. So, Which is interesting. And, yeah. And I know... Um, it's silly, really. Pat Militech talked about that. He was on the Joe Rogan show, and it was really interesting. They were talking about cutting weight, and he was talking... One of the things he had mentioned was that uh, his brothers are all a lot bigger than him. And he thinks like during his like key growing years, when he was cutting weight for wrestling, that that somewhat stunted his growth. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, but, I mean, the guy's, the guy's really fit and uh, is now doing these like massive marathons these like 30 hour marathons in the mountains and it's just something i will probably never do something i'm not interested in doing. <laughs> but i mean i my hat's off to, yeah, to the people absolutely. that can do that for sure i just don't think i mean running is not i'll cycle yeah. and probably the most uh most i've ever done was 115 miles good, i did it on a mountain stuff. bike good with stuff. kind of thick tires so i mean yeah I'll, that's not easy i mean i'll, I'll give myself uh some kudos for that it's probably should, probably you, you freaking crazy it. yeah you deserve but it. uh but i did it um and so yeah not not so much uh a couple years ago i did a few hundred mile rides but um it's good but yeah so so it's i still impressive. have a little of that in me but i think uh, i enjoy the shorter rides a little more like the 50 mile rides where you get a nice workout in and all that uh, but looking, you know, getting back to being healthy and all that, and with the with the sit ups and planks, I guess having the the strong core is probably better than seeing abs. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, for, well, first of all, you know, as far as exercise go, I'm not a big sit up guy, but I would never fault anybody for doing sit ups. I, I think I could get really technical and explain to you why I don't think sit ups are great, but if you do them and you like them, more power to you. But you know that's a that's more of an ab workout than a core workout. Everybody refers to the core and they think about abs, but your core is really it's it's everything. It's the link um, from you know the ground to your limbs. So I always liken it to like a garden hose. You know you have the spigot on one end and you have the the spritzer on the other end, right? Yeah, yeah. And the core is the hose. You know, when you turn on that spigot, if that hose is weak and has holes in it and you open up the uh, other end, it's just going to drip out. But if you have a strong cord that's stable, um, that water is going to shoot out, right? That's fantastic. So, so that's what the core is to me. So the core is basically it's the conduit for power. You know, it's how you grab power from the ground and put it out through your limbs. When you throw a baseball, for example, or a football, or you play lacrosse or hockey with a slap shot or your golf swing or whatever, um, you know, how do you, in golf, how do you get that club speed where it's supposed to be? You have to have a strong core and you have to grab power from the ground. You have to have strong glutes. Uh, otherwise, it's all arms and you can't move your arms fast enough to get that club speed where it needs to be. It's got to come from everything. It's a kinetic chain. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, like in my no, head, I I, in my head, I, I have it. a perfect picture of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But yeah, no, I love it, and that's one thing I'm uh, trying to help my nephew out with with baseball and everything. And right now, he's primarily swinging with his arms, so it's getting him to use his legs and strengthen that and his core. hips. Yeah, it's, it's, it's from the, it's all about the hips. That's why like the most powerful guys you see have the big asses, and those are not <laughs> big fat asses; those are muscle. Yeah, you know, and you see, you know, all the quote unquote hot Instagram models with those bubble butts. Yeah, uh, if it's not implants it's deadlifts you know what i mean fantastic that's the way to do it you know and so yeah i god you were we were talking just a minute ago about how the, the standard is abs for me it's it's ass you know, if i want to know if somebody's yeah. strong or fit i look at that i look at their ass if they've got a big powerful 
rump, I know they're I know they're an athlete. Oh, we look at some of these football players. Absolutely. Like I know uh, uh, Demarco Farr. He's like a guy that just had uh, like this these this glutes, man, that were just like, yeah, oh he could jump God. through the roof. Strong and Todd Gurley, I uh, worked on a commercial with him, and that guy's another guy that had just like these glutes, and it's like his. His thighs were uh, huge. Check out baseball sluggers, the guys who can hit. You know, check those guys. They have the just big rumps. Good hockey players, they're all butt, man. It's because that's where the power, <laughs> you know, that's where your power comes from. It doesn't come from your abs. I mean, you know, chicks dig abs, but if you want to be an athlete, it's about the glutes. Yeah, so you recommend dead gl- uh, dead, dead lifts. lifts for... All right, so for here, glute training, yeah. So here's what you know. There are a lot that big ass. Yeah, <laughs> it's the posterior. You know, it's the muscles you don't see in the mirror. Every people work like to work out the muscles so that they that they see in the mirror. But the more important ones are the ones you don't see in the mirror. So, glutes are number one. Glutes and legs. So if I, I always tell the people I I train, if I could only do one exercise again for the rest of my life, and thank God I don't have to. But if I could, it would be deadlifts. Okay, for sure. And as a matter of fact, I was sitting out in the car waiting to come in here, and I was actually reading an article. Some guy made a list on on a, a fitness website, a hundred reasons why deadlifts are the best exercise. And I was surprised he actually came up with a hundred legitimate reasons why deadlifts are the best. That's episode. incredible. Yeah. I couldn't think of. I, I mean, I, I may think of six, but that's not my profession. Yeah, but you know, but it is. It is. It's the number one. Okay. It works every muscle in your body. Every muscle in your body. It helps you create tension. It helps you create a stable core. Uh, it works your abs. Works your shoulders. Works your grip, biceps, um, hips, legs, back. All that stuff works everything, and it's brilliant. And you get a rush. If you've ever done heavy deadlifts, and heavy is all relative, but like when I've done my max, man, like the head, the rush that you get, it's pretty intense. And you can be just as exhausted from doing one heavy deadlift as you can from doing cardio for an hour. For so sure. des- describe your, um, well, I guess first of all, tell what, what, your, what your heaviest is, and then, <laughs> and then maybe we, I don't know, maybe putting you on the spot. You are. And then we can, or you don't have to, or, or what, I guess, heavy for somebody that may just be starting out, right, well, what heavy yeah. would be for them, and then maybe we can talk about, we'll talk about heavy for like people in competition, okay. just to give that perspective. Right, so let's, 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 and yeah, we'll just, let's, we'll, let's, we won't, yeah, you don't, we won't expose your heavy. So here, here's the thing, <laughs> heavy, heavy is all relative, right? So... Um, the best way to approach it really is um, when you're lifting, it's, it's why are you lifting? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to build more endurance? Are you trying to get stronger? Are you trying to get more stable, reduce injury, that type of thing? So uh, when you're lifting heavy, and again, heavy is relative. Like my heavy, there are people who warm up with my heavy, you know. Um, and hopefully I warm up with some other people's heavy. But that's the, you Your know. warm up may be my heavy. Maybe, I, it I may know. be, but my heaviest is somebody else's warm up, that's for sure. Uh, you know, somebody, some woman somewhere, some 78-year-old woman somewhere is warming up with my heaviest deadlift, I'm, I'm pretty sure of it. Um, but, you know, it's it's I, I like to think in terms of rep ranges, right? So if you're trying to get just strong, if, that, if your goal is to just lift as heavy as you can over time, um, you 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 want to keep your reps low, like three to five reps. And with deadlifts, I would say two to three reps, right? And you find the weight that you can only lift two or three times with good form, and it's got to be the hardest thing you've ever done. But it but you can do it, right? And then you do that uh, until it's not quite the hardest thing you've ever done, and then you throw on a little more weight, and you keep going that way. It's called progressive overload, right? There's an old saying, um, it's like you know you've heard of people that are farm strong 
Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So there's that old there's an old saying: if you pick up a calf every day, one day you'll be picking up a cow. Right, the cow keeps growing. Right? Yeah, one yeah. Day. So if you do it every day, and it's a gradual, it's a gradual increase. Right, you don't notice it. Maybe you put on two or three pounds on the bar each day, and you know, but at the end of the year, you're like, wow, I increased my deadlift by seventy five pounds or a hundred pounds. I've had people that I've had, I've trained people, you know, a hundred or more pound increase in less than a year, um, especially with beginners. You know, people who have never lifted before, you teach them how to lift properly, and all of a sudden they see these increases and they get strong. It's it's pretty cool, but it's it's about rep ranges. So if you're just trying to get strong, well, you know, you want to do compound lifts, which are lifts that involve lots of different joints and muscle groups, um, and you want to keep your rep ranges low, two, three, four sets maybe, and um, you know, and then you're laying in a puddle of ooze on the floor when you're done, and you <laughs> crawl out of the gym, get your protein, get some good carbs in you, and uh, and and. Come back a couple of days later and try and battle through it again. Yeah, and then you're stumbling around for days. Yeah, like you know, stick up your butt. And some of those guys, oh gosh, you know, when I started training, um, I was never the strongest guy in the room, and I I would be around these guys that were just horses. Of course, they were 20 years younger than me, you know. But um, you know, these guys lifting 500 pounds, 600 pounds, and you know, they would always describe it to me like they, they felt like they were mid season in, in football, like just beat up all the time, but getting stronger. So that might not be the goal for everybody. You know, lifting weights, lifting heavy is brutal. You get stronger, but man, it can beat you up. So I don't, I, you know, I don't train people that way unless that's what they're coming to me for. Like if somebody wants to be a power lifter, and I've only had one or two people ever like that. Generally, it's, it's you know, average people who just want to get healthy and move well and all that kind of stuff. And that's what it's really about, moving well, getting healthy. And you try and figure out what people's interests are, what they want to do, and then I, I try and tailor programs according to what it is that they want to accomplish. You know, somebody, uh, um, you know, is hurting, has bad back or something like that, or their knees are bothering them. They can't do this or that without their knees aching. And we, you know, we'll develop programs to to try and help them get through that, move better and, and get stronger in the place they need to get. Um, you know, I generally don't have people coming to me going, I want to deadlift 600 pounds. Uh, that's cool. But, you know, that's not going to, that's, that's not the key to life. That's not the key to health, I don't think. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think the big point, the takeaway from everything you just stated was is having that goal. Yeah. No knowing what where you want to be, whether it's a cyclist that you want to you want to exactly. pedal faster so you'll find certain exercises that are going to strengthen your legs and your core or well, I'll tell you what, honest to god, it's it's really a lot more simple than that. It's it's the same exercises for everybody. It's just how you train them. It's just, you know, the protocols that surround those exercises. Like for example, everybody squats Everybody lunges, everybody pushes, everybody pulls, everybody does some kind of a hip hinge like a deadlift. Um, you know, those are things that everybody does. Hold on, my, I've got that. <laughs> but yeah, but it's one of those things, finding that, and I think um, just, just knowing how to work those exercises. So yeah. whether it be, I mean, I'm not one, I don't really like squats, but I like leg press. So for me, which is a similar movement, and so I feel that, and I'm kind of somewhat kind of lazy, or like lying there and just pushing my legs. Yeah, that's fine. Except um, it's it's not as it, there's not as much crossover for that as there would be for squats. Um, what are you working when you do a leg press? Uh, mostly, it feels like more like hamstrings and glutes. Maybe yeah. maybe some quads. Yeah, it's your legs. That's in the name. It's a yeah. leg press, yeah. right? When you're doing a squat, you're working those muscles plus all of your upper body muscles. Gosh, 
got to be not right. be so lazy. So it's you know, and, and, that all, and of course that depends on what kind of squats you're doing. If you're if you're using weight and you're loading your body, you you have a bar on mm-hmm. your shoulders or a heavy bag in front of you or or any kind of, or a kettlebell or whatever, you're holding weight. Um, you're all of a sudden you're using your core muscles more. You're you're stabilizing with your shoulders. You're trying to keep an upright posture. None of those things are necessary True. for leg press. So you know, like machines, I have nothing. Uh, nothing really against machines for some things, but uh, I'd rather see people moving freely and being able to do things just in the middle of the floor. You know, can you pick up this heavy weight this way or not? If you can't, then we have something we need to work on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and again, heavy is all relative. For somebody, sure. heavy might be 25 pounds. You'd be surprised if you teach somebody how to squat for the first time and then you give them 25 pounds to hold it changes everything. Right, definitely, and I think form. I mean, is yeah, that's that's what I mean. Monumental, uh, and it's I cringe at times where you see people uh, at the gym the that gym. have horrible form, sure. and it's like, oh, that guy's gonna blow out his knees, yeah, or, or whatever, or and their spine's gonna pop out of his. Yeah, and they have this heavy weight, but without that form, they could do so much better. Be having that twenty-five pound weight versus having the heavy weights that they have, and yeah. and and doing it wrong, well, where they're gonna ego. injure themselves. That's ego, and they end up hurting themselves, right? You know, I got, you know, the kids at school, they're, you know, all the boys especially, they just want to come in and bench press and deadlift, and that's all they want. I'm glad they want to deadlift, but, man, all they want to do is come in and bench press, and, and then they're all, you know, flexing their shoulders afterwards. I'm like, how come you guys are all flexing your shoulders? My shoulders hurt. That's because all you do is bed, bench press, you know? Yeah, There's yeah. more to life than a bench press. So, anyway. And since I like working as well, just doing some uh, exercises for the rotator cuff, just those simple exercises with no weight or very little weight just to keep that strong yeah you'd be surprised about how much burn you can get which is five pounds doing doing certain exercises yeah but it's about movement you know yeah. like uh what do we do on a daily basis from the time we get up in the morning till the time we go to sleep we're always mo- well, hopefully we're always moving um and if you're not always moving then you're trying to come up with exercise to counter that um that lack of movement all day like you sit in a chair all day long, you 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 tighten up. You know your hip flexors get tight, your glutes get weak. Mm-hmm. You you know you're you're slouching, all that kind of stuff. So you need to come up with exercises that help fix that. Otherwise, you're gonna have back aches and all that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, I mean, bare minimum, it's just getting in. I like uh, I have this Garmin watch, which I really like, or any kind of step counter. I think it's getting those steps in. Yeah, if, it ha- if, absolutely. If bare you're minimum, moving. if you're getting your steps in, at least I, don't know, I think at least five thousand. Yeah, I mean, ten thousand is a really great day. Uh, and then anything over that's just spectacular. But to, to me, it's like getting that movement in. And I'm sitting behind a computer a lot, so I try to keep track of the steps where I'm, I'm moving and at least getting bare minimum 5,000. Yeah, and that's a great thing because it's like you're wearing something right there that gives you a concrete goal, a, an attainable goal yeah. every day. And a reminder, oh, i got to get that goal, I've got to get that goal. So that's, that's really key for anything. You know, anything that you want to do to improve yourself is to give yourself – realistic goals that are actually achievable that give you a win you know like you want to set yourself up for some success so if you're if your goal is 5,000 steps a day that's certainly achievable um you can certainly not do it right yeah and so then when you do do it and um and it is achievable and you and you do it it's a win you feel good about yourself Mm -hmm. and then you're more likely to do it the next day but you know if you're if you say, well, I've, I've got to take 20,000 steps every day and you don't do it, then you've failed and then you're less likely to do it in the future, right? So small, well, totally. attainable goals that push you a little bit, but not too much, but that make you a little better every day. Yeah. That's the key. A little better every day. 
Yeah, it's fantastic. And I was thinking about that earlier with diet, thinking like oh, same I deal. Kinda, yeah, I kind of fell off the wagon, and and sometimes you look at it where. I think as humans, well, all right, I've already... All or nothing. I've already messed... Yeah, exactly. All or nothing. I've messed this up, so I might as well just go eat just whatever. I'll eat a whole pizza because <laughs> I've already thrown off my right. my diet. So I think it's... And maybe you have that day. You have that cheat day, but knowing like, all right, the, the next day, just get back on it. Well, you know, language is important. Like you said, a cheat day. A cheat day implies that that's something negative, and it's not really. Yeah. You know, um, like I try to live myself, I try to live, and I preach living by the eighty twenty rule. You know, eighty. I love it. Yeah, it's the, the Pareto way. principle. I've been reading a lot it's, about. That it's recently. perfect, and and it's really doable. Like you know, eighty percent of the time, and 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 those numbers are loose. You know, we're not we're not really measuring them, of course, but you know, eighty percent of the time, I I eat really healthy foods that I like. You know, I happen you know I happen to like foods, you know, vegetables and salads and. And lean proteins. I, I enjoy that stuff, and, and I've learned how to cook some things, and I've learned how to prepare some things that are fast that I, that I can eat. And I found products in the store that are more healthy, and, and I eat those. And then the other twenty percent of the time, you know, I have my beer, a pizza. You know, I like donuts, things like that. But you know, um, and and what that helps me with is that that gives you that Jones, you know, that that yeah, yeah. that cures that Jones <laughs> that you have for the good stuff. And then you're still staying healthy, you know, and, and uh, you know, there are probably some days where, you know, I go over 20% on the wrong side. And then there are some days where I go over 80% on the good side and it, and it evens out, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, at 53, I feel pretty good and I feel like I look pretty good and I carry myself okay. And, you know, I'm not beat up as, as, as much as I should be. And so I'm happy. And, and uh, as a trainer, it makes it really easy for me to preach this for other people because I'm able to do it. It's not that hard, you know, and I don't beat myself up on on those quote unquote bad days. And I don't look at them as bad days. I look at them. Hey, th- these are my days. You know, I'm, I'm allowed to do this. This is how I this is how I roll. <laughs> right. That's great. So, yeah. And, so it's it's you know, you don't want to uh, uh, I I'm, I really don't want to see people putting things in a negative light that they like. You know, if I like it, it's bad. That's not that's not a good way to look at it. You know, again, like I said before, set yourself up for victories. Give yourself a mm-hmm. win, right? It's about success. Success breeds more success. Just like you said, the all or nothing. If I fail a little bit, I'm just going to fail all the way, and I'll start again tomorrow. Yeah, that's you know, that's that's um, it's not the best way to do it. You know, and the reason you're doing it that way is because you've told yourself you failed. Figure out a way to tell yourself you won, mm-hmm. right? Figure out a way. Figure out a way to win, even if it's just a little win. Because whatever you are today, if you can just make yourself incrementally better each day, that's not a lot of sacrifice. And over the long term, bam, you've got a big win. And that's such great advice because it's one thing I started working with uh, a trainer, my, my friend Ola, at one point, And I realized just every, you know, a couple times a week. And so I found that extra little push was great. That accountability was great. And I found that... Um, even when not working out with him, I would get into the gym and work out on my own. Or just because I was doing that and I had uh, that great momentum, even with I, I stay out late on a Saturday night and it's like, I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow morning. People are like, no, you're not. And because I had that momentum, it was like, all right, I I was in the habit of getting to the gym. So it's like, all right, even though I stayed up till 3.30 in the morning, it was like I was still at the gym the next day training. So it was really good getting that repetition. And I noticed that over... I think it was at a year point that I was really starting to see a little bit of sculpting and, yeah, and see all that. And you and, felt better, too. Yeah, 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 it felt great. And now I'm kind of in a little lull, but I'll get back to it. So I, I don't feel I've lost too much, and I can jump back in and get it back fairly quickly. Yeah, I think so. Um, but it, but it's good. I think getting that repetition and realizing that you may not see those results 
until that year point. But getting in, you know, a couple times a week, and I kind of mix it up where uh, a couple days at the gym or uh, a couple days on the bike, or I like to cumulatively have maybe, I don't know, at least three days minimum, but, you know, ultimately maybe five days. And if I'm getting that with a little bit of yoga, a little bit of the gym and all that, it's a synergistic type thing. And, and I think it works out really well for me. Or maybe I'll have four days on the bike that week and only one day in the gym. But if I'm getting yeah, four or five days total, it, it works pretty well for me personally. Yeah, well, here's the key. What, you know, what you just said is you're, you're an average guy. You're, you're, not, you're not training for the Olympics. You're not a pro athlete. You're just a guy who wants to be healthy and fit. So you have the luxury that some, some of these pros don't have is you can do a bunch of different things. I want to do yoga today. I want to ride my bike today. I want to do some lifting today. You know, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's that you're doing something that makes you a little bit better or that keeps you good, right? Yeah. Um, so it, it's cool. You know, it's like uh, I play hockey two, three, sometimes more times a week. So I don't do cardio. That's my cardio. Oh, that no, that seems... I, I, oh, never, I, I never have to get on a yeah, treadmill. That's, that's like, a lot of... I mean, yeah. that's tough. Yeah, and it's great, you know? And so... And, and I don't feel like I'm working out because I yeah. love the game. Yeah. So um, I've been playing that my, most of my life, and I love it. And so that's my work. And then I lift, you know? And some days I'm... You know, hockey beat me up enough that I don't want to lift the next yeah. day. So, so some days I won't lift. But I'm still staying in the game. I'm still staying active. I'm eating well. You know, it's... it's uh, the details are not that important. Um, as long as, you know, you're not hurting yourself, but you know, the details are not that important. It's more that you're getting up and you're doing something, you're staying active, you're it's use it or lose it, man. You know what I mean? Totally. And I think that's great advice, finding something you enjoy to do. So if it's hockey, which is amazing exercise, uh, I think hockey players to, to me are like just the, uh, I mean, I won't say maybe not the most fine tuned, but I think that's a sport where you're just, I mean, those guys for 60 minutes are just all out so you're getting i mean not every guy's like 60 minutes but the time you're on the ice that you're going for it i don't think i could ever do it yeah so two things i'm not sure if you watch me you would call me a hockey player but i'm a guy (laughs) who plays hockey that's for sure um but yeah you know like those guys in in the pros you know a, a shift is 40 45 seconds they're going full bore for 40 45 seconds and that's it and then they're sitting it's pretty amazing. So it's almost like intervals. Yeah, it is I mean, exactly what it is. If you're all out in that 45 seconds and then you have a little rest and you're all out, and I think interval training is something that's I find that's really, really great. So I've trained hockey players before, and, and that's one of the that's how I train them for cardio, and that's it. You know? Fantastic. If, you, if they want to go jogging, if they want yeah. to go running on their own, they can do that. But when they're in the gym, if we're doing cardio, if we're doing conditioning, it's it's interval sprints, and that's it. You know, we're going to push a heavy sled. You're going to push it for 20 seconds, and then you're going to rest until you are until you can get up off the floor, and then we're going to do it again, you know, and it's that yeah. kind of thing, just like hockey. You know, and when they're resting, they're going to sit down. What do you do in a hockey game? You finish your shift, and you sit down. Sit down, rest. Yeah. Then we do it again, and you're going to go hard, and then we're going to do it again, right? Well, and I think that recovery period is so important. Absolutely. So what the key is in conditioning, it can uh, – just as big a part of conditioning, as big a part as how far can you go is how quickly you can recover, right? So, you know, when I teach people intervals, origin, you know, the very first time somebody does intervals with me, I'll put them on a bike or I'll have them do hill sprints or, or whatever the mechanism is. It, it, it doesn't really matter. You know, I'll say, you're going to go as hard as you can for 20 seconds or 30 seconds, depending on what their mm-hmm. level is at the, at, the, at, at the beginning. And then you're going to rest, and that's it. And you're going to do that four times. And that's it. And you're going to be smoked after four times, <laughs> I promise you. But what I want you to shoot for is is I want you to shorten up that interval time until you're one-to-one. 
right? So maybe you'll go 30 seconds and you'll rest two or three minutes before you can do your 30 seconds again. Our goal is over the next few weeks to get you to do 30 seconds and only have to rest for 30 seconds, right? Before I even, before I add another round. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, so you may only do yeah. four or five times at the beginning and in a month you still may be doing only four or five times, but we're looking to shorten that that rest time, that recovery time. And once that recovery time is one-to-one, then let's add a couple rounds and, and see how you do. And explain to just a, the regular audience who may be wanting to lose some weight or get in shape, uh, just the importance or, or just the results you can get from intervals. Okay, so inter- intervals, intervals. You? Uh, you know, well, you've asked a loaded question there. <laughs> so you you were specifically asking about intervals, but then you were also specifically asking about, you know, losing weight and that type of thing. And to me, they're they're not the same thing necessarily. They're tools. So interval training is great. It's it's a it's it's conditioning, right? Yeah. So you can not that you can't build muscle interval training, you know, sprinting and things like that, you know, you're breaking down um you're breaking down muscle, you're breaking down glutes and legs and you're building up muscle in those areas and you're building core stability mm-hmm. and all that stuff and that's great. Um and the, and when you break down muscle tissue, you keep yourself metabolic because your your body is in repair for a long time after the workout. So that's why um you continue to quote unquote burn fat long after a workout is over. Um, but a better way to do that just for the fat burning mechanism is lifting weights because, uh, you're doing the same thing, but you're doing it with multiple muscle groups. So like if you run hill sprints, that's, that's mostly lower body, but if you're deadlifting and you're, you know, doing your pushups and you're pull-ups and rows and all the, you know, using all those muscle groups, um, you know, you're still going to be in repair, but you're going to be in repair for more muscles, right? More muscle groups are going to be in repair. Your metabolism is going to be even higher. Burning fat, uh, is all about metabolism, right? It's all about how do we keep our metabolism peaked and how do we keep it peaked for the longest amount of time? So interval training does that and weight training does that. And I, I would, I would really be, um, hesitant to recommend interval training, alone right strength training is super important it's the number one thing to me for physically you know keeping your metabolism high and, and you know being proactive well, of course and when you have that muscle mass it's it's when you're not lifting and when you're not working out it, it just needs to, to maintain it yeah, it's, it's going to be burning calories it's metabol- metabolically yeah. active tissue for sure um, yeah, and you know you can you definitely get an aspect of that from interval tra- interval training, and and you know most of my clients we do interval training, all of them do strength training though. That's number one. That's that's the that's where it starts and that's where it ends. You know, and if and, and some people who are playing sports and they need that conditioning aspect too, will we'll do interval training. But you can also work cardio into your into your weight training. I do some group classes where I do you know the big five. You know, push, press, lunge, squat, him. Uh, hip hinge um, with groups and, and the groups range from you know 20 year old athletic person to 60 70 year old woman and they're all doing the same exercises different levels mm-hmm. right but there's no rest we're go 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 yeah, go yeah. go you know 30 seconds go here's your you're squatting for 30 seconds okay rest switch go 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 right and then when we finish the whole cycle the whole circuit we rest so that's cardio you know that's cardio just lifting and it's not boring it's not standing on a treadmill and plodding along for yeah, yeah. a half an hour which and, is miserable and yeah we and we get back to that's so when you're playing hockey it's fun and yeah. so then you don't it you doesn't don't know feel you're like out. you're working out Absolutely. and when you're and i think the the group classes i find for me 
that I get more a better workout because there's other people there. Absolutely. I'm pushing myself a little more. It's a somewhat of a social activity, although my, a little I may competition. Be, a little yeah. competition. I may be a little more focused than some of the people. I, I go to Planet Fitness, which I enjoy, and they, they have the classes as part of the membership. So yeah. that's easy. It's easy for me. I'm not spending a lot of extra money. Um, and, and just going to those classes, you have a, a bit of community. And it's kind of nice. So that's one thing I would recommend to somebody that's looking to get into uh, into fitness or just you know, improve their bodies and you know minds as well to to find those group classes yeah, and do totally. that. It's absolutely uh, it's, it's huge. There are studies that back that up. You know, let's say people get better benefits from working with groups as they do from working individually, that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. I learned that late. Had we had this conversation years ago, uh, it would have been I, I've, a lot of times. I just I, I think I fall into that trap of doing a lot of things on my own because if I'm waiting on others, I'm not going to get it done but it feels like my results are just so much better and I just enjoy it. And it's just, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. You push from different directions. It's it, and the community thing. It's, it's, it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I love my group classes. It's one of the, as far as my training goes, I, I love all my clients. I love all my yeah. sessions, but it's one of the really fun things I do is the group stuff, you know, and it's my opportunity to yell at more people <laughs> at, at, at one time. <laughs> it's mixing it up. I, absolutely. I think we need to mix things up. So otherwise it gets kind of stale for you as well as a trainer. Yeah, you know, but for you know, for me, as as long as my as long as my people are happy and yeah. they're getting results, I'm happy. Fantastic, yeah, that makes me happy. And no, your group classes are those at MICDS. Yeah, those are all that, okay. I do my group currently. Gotcha. You know, um, you know, we'll save this for another podcast. But I talked to you a little bit before about a, a business that I'm going to yeah. be opening. That's gonna that's gonna have a lot more group classes and. But right now, well, uh, we'll throw that out when you when you get to that point. Throw it out, and I'll I'll um, push it out on social media and share this as absolutely. well. And yeah, yeah I'd be happy that. to help I, you I promote that, that and that's, get that going. That's, that's later down the road. Oh no worries, that, no, yeah, we can talk about that again some other yeah, time. So. That's a super fun thing. I'm really excited cool. about. So yeah, all right, good. Why well, I, I will save that. This is a, the teaser for that. Absolutely, too. there you've so been we'll teased. Talk, talk more about that, and yeah, it's something I'd like to check out as well. Now, when did you when did you get into fitness? I mean, as far as like professionally. Yeah, right. So, gosh, years. You know, for those who don't know know me I was a touring musician for many many years I've been playing bass for like 40 years or something like, like longer than most of you guys have been born <laughs> but um yeah uh but before I started touring professionally I was always kind of a gym rat and I played sports and uh liked to be the fit guy and um I always thought one day I'd open up a gym and then you know music got better for me and I started touring and that kind of went by the wayside and a f- few years back well, six or seven years ago, I guess it was, I just decided to stop touring. I've got a wife and kids, and I was missing too much stuff, and I wanted to be home with my wife, and I wanted to be home for my boys. So, um, it w- and it made it easy because I always had that kind of love for fitness, and, and I was always a gym rat before, and so it was kind of an easy transition for me. I decided to get certified as a personal trainer, um, went and got a degree in nutrition, and then, you know, a taken tons of nutrition classes I'm constantly updating my certifications and continuing education all that kind of stuff um, but it started got uh, I was in a band called Kay's Choice and we did a lot of touring in Europe and uh, we played big big concerts it was a pretty big band over in Europe it was it was a lot of fun um, but there were a couple of years where I was just in really lousy shape because I was out of the gym and I was getting older and I wasn't eating right on the road and um, my back was hurting. I just felt like crap a lot. Even though I was having fun doing what I was doing, I didn't, I didn't feel good and I hmm. wasn't doing well at all. And um, the thing that was missing that always kept me in the game was, was that 
fitness regimen that I always had before I was on the road, right? Uh, that catches up with you when you stop doing it. So I was, uh, I was not really in a good place. I was in a ton of pain all the time and it was no way, no way to exist. Um, so I just decided one day enough was enough. I was, I was going to like pain management and getting cortisone shots in my back, the whole thing. I was turning into an old guy. It sucked, man. It <laughs> totally sucked. I was miserable. Um, I remember going to the pain management guy one time. It was a Christmas, I don't know, maybe 2007 or eight. I can't really remember, right around then. And I said to the doctor, uh, I'm, this is the last shot I'm getting. I'm going to get this shot, and then I'm going to start taking yoga again, and then I'm going to start working out again. And, uh, you know, it's probably something he's heard a million times, but that's exactly what I did. And I never, never went back again. The yoga was the key at first, Mm -hmm. uh, getting my body moving the way it was supposed to be able to move again, putting my body in positions that I should never have had trouble putting my body in before, but I had, you know, I'd Mm -hmm. stiffened up and lost my mobility and my flexibility. Um, I was unstable and not strong. Um, and that was the first step step just getting myself moving the way my body was meant to move and the way all our bodies are meant to move mm-hmm. you know we're meant to move that's what we're here for we're supposed to be running away from saber-toothed tigers mm-hmm. and things like that yeah, yeah you know a lot of us can't do that you know when the zombie apocalypse hits i'm, I'm gonna live man <laughs> you guys are gonna get caught by the slow zombies but i'm gonna be able to, yeah. i'm gonna be able to outrun the fast ones yeah. well, well that, that's a quote somebody brought up it's like you you don't have to be Faster than the uh, like, like faster than the bear, or the saber tooth tiger. You just, just have to be faster, faster than, than the, the slowest, slowest guy. guy. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so I, yeah, I need to step <laughs> yeah. up so I'm not the slowest guy. <laughs> Don't be the slowest guy in the room. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So I started doing that, and when I started feeling, you know, better, like yeah. pain was going away because I was moving better, and I was starting to, you know, integrate my muscles our bodies work as an integrated machine it's not nothing works in isolation our brain doesn't recognize biceps or lats it it recognizes movement right our nervous system regulates movement it allows us to either move or not move Mm -hmm. so um once i started moving the way i'm supposed to move um my nervous system and my brain were ready to accept that hey we can do this again and it started backing off and the pain started going away and that's really all it is um, then I was able to strength train again, and I started lifting weights, and then I got back into playing hockey again, and uh, and that's then it's history, and here I am, 53 and feeling good and strong, and yes, doing stuff I couldn't do when I was 43. I looked way older at 43 than I do at 53, so good stuff. That's a great. I mean, that's a, a great story, and I think that gives gives people hope. Absolutely, that it's never too late. I mean, you see, I've seen videos, and, and that's, that's one of the things I like about social media is find videos I would n- never have seen if I was just looking for. And, and I love this video. This I think this lady was in her 80s, and she had, you know, where the rounded shoulders, sure. her back was, I mean, she was hunched over, and then she started yoga, and then it was like a month or so later, and then her posture was so yeah, much better. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think it's never too late, and we, we have to just jump out there and do it. Yeah, and, that's, and the, that's the important thing. We start slowly and ramp it up as you had stated. That's the important thing. I mean, everybody goes at their own pace. And like like I said before, it's only about being a little bit better than you were yesterday. Yeah. Right? So, and you're never too old. 
And a lot of the, a lot of the people that I work with are middle aged, and some are older. You know, I work with some senior citizens, and everybody improves, and everybody does the same thing. Everybody squats, everybody deadlifts, everybody mm-hmm. does push ups, everybody pulls their body weight up and down. Everybody does all those things. Everybody starts at different levels, but yeah. they all do the same things. We all move the same way. I keep banging on your table to make a point. That's oh, probably, that's all right. Probably gonna pop on the, on the <laughs> it's, recording. It's fine. But everybody, everybody does it. Yeah. So it's it, the and that's the great thing that that they see in the groups. You know, like the old yeah. old people come in and they see they see that I'm expected to do do the same thing as this twenty something, and they do it because that's because I, I tell them to and they do it and then they, <laughs> they're like wow and I have a you know I have a saying that I I tell to all my clients, you're always stronger than you think you are. Whatever you think you can do, mm-hmm. you can do a little bit more. I yeah. promise you. And it's, it's just pushing just that, that slight bit out of the comfort zone. And as you as you stretch that comfort zone just a little bit, then the next time you're in that zone, and then you stretch it a little uh, bit, yeah. and then you're and, yeah, and it's, it's good. Just, it's just progression, and it's also yeah. a matter of showing your showing yourself that it's not really a comfort zone. It's yeah. it, you know I've I've created this comfort zone in, in my sure. head. My comfort zone is a lot greater than I think it is. Yeah. So when you push yourself outside of the comfort zone and you find success, you realize that wasn't really my comfort zone. This is. So maybe it's a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Right, and where does that end? It really doesn't. You know, we're all capable of 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 great things, and we limit ourselves. Yeah, um, nature doesn't limit us; we limit ourselves. You know, I, I saw a great video the other day of this guy with one leg deadlifting more than I can deadlift. I'm like, damn, what's my what's my excuse? Holy cow! You know what I mean? Yeah, this guy, yeah. Guys, this guy's got one leg, and he's picking up a barbell with like 400 pounds on it. There you go. That's amazing. I'm gonna yeah. have to look that up. Yeah, right, one-legged deadlifter. Page. Wow, <laughs> it's astounding. Yeah. you know, I've I've seen I've seen little old ladies deadlift 300 pounds. I've seen it, man. That is amazing. I've seen it. You know, it's you know more than twice their body weight. I've I've seen this yeah. stuff. I've seen the success. I have clients that are stronger than I am. You know, and I, I'm fine with that. I want to see them progress. Everybody has a genetic potential. Uh, we may never reach it, but we want to get closer to it. Sure. Than we would have without doing anything. Everybody's everybody's got room for improvement, and that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing, right? You know, there's always somebody better, so you always have something to strive for, and it's not impossible. Definitely. No, it's great. I'm 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 inspired, and I, I know the audience will be <laughs> yeah, inspired look, as well. You I mean, know, that's, I just that's I even, tell people I did it. You know, yeah. I, I was I was I was in a hole, man. I was I was in an abyss, and I was miserable. And, I, you know, I remember one time I was sitting on the edge of my bed and my wife had her arm around me and I was just in despair. Like, is this really what life is? Like, I, I would wake up some mornings and the first thing that would hit my mind would be, how much am I going to hurt today? How, how shitty is this day going to be? And some of them were really shitty. And there were some days where I didn't want to get out of bed um, because of physical pain. Sure. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. even depression. I, I'm, I'm always a positive guy, but my body was just limiting me. And it was because... Because I I allowed that to happen, yeah. you know, but I didn't punish myself for it. I just I fixed it. Yeah, it yeah. took some time, but it didn't take as much time as you'd think. Sure, it only took a little bit of time. I mean, it was a matter of a few months before I, I had a little hop in my step that I hadn't had in a long time. I remember I left, <laughs> I came off tour one time, and then um, and we had a couple months off. I came back on tour, and people were like, "What the hell? You're not the same guy anymore," and, uh, you know, like fans that had been following the band uh-huh. for the longest time would just come up and go. Oh my God! I didn't uh, see you on a stage. I didn't realize it was you. They thought, yeah, they yeah, thought they, was a, they fired the new bass player. Yeah, got a young fit bass player. Yeah. I was like, yeah, man, and it's only been a few months. That's cool. I just, you know, you just make a decision. I, I, am I going to be better or not? It's really, yeah. it's only up to you. And and it's not about the destination. It's not about where do I want to be. It's about what can I do today, right? Yeah. Like, let's say 
you know, I want to lose 50 pounds. I'm not focused on losing 50 pounds. I'm focused on losing one. Yeah, oh, man, that's great. You know what I mean? Just yeah, let's just lose yeah. a pound. Let's let's Heck lose yeah. a pound. and Or, you know, look, let's just, you know, I, I can't fit into these pants yet, but, you know, I didn't get super fat in one day. So let's go get the pants in between and just fit into yeah, those yeah. first, you know. And eventually you're going to fit into those pants. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I have people come into the gym and go, Eric, I went to the store the other day and I fit into a one. I can't believe it. I'm like, I knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you didn't believe it, but I told you it was going to happen. And it happens. You do the work, it happens. It's science. It works. I didn't make it up. You know, I'm not a genius. I'm just telling you what I know. And it's great. And it's great sharing those stories so that yeah. people know, oh, wow, this is, I'm not alone and somebody else has done this. And yeah, I just think stories are so important. That's, that's why I love doing this podcast and talking to different people and hearing that. And it's... Because I think at times we get where like, oh, this is me. You feel sorry and, for yourself and, yeah, or you accept yeah, you accept yeah. failure or you accept your limitations. You don't need to. Or maybe you don't understand because society, we have this model that that isn't something that's normal. Absolutely. And we right. look at that, the media, the, you know, the magazines and everything. It's just like, that's not normal. It may, and it makes things there, you know, the standards are unachievable. And when you look at the magazine, you're like, I'm so far from that. It's not even worth it. That's not what it's about, man. It's not. How do you feel? You know, what do you see when you look in the mirror? Do your clothes fit you? You know, are you pissed off at yourself all the time? Are you happy with yourself? Are you happy with yourself? Really? Are you happy with yourself? Just what is it? What what do you what 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 does that mean to you? What does being happy? Yeah, yeah. With yourself mean? Is it abs? Are abs what are going to make you happy? I don't think so, man. It's great if you want to do that. Yeah, yeah. And I got friends who do that. It's like, man, I, I love <laughs> yeah. you. I love you to death. Yeah. I, I, frankly, I'd like to look at your abs too. But, <laughs> um, but you know, it's like, you know, what am I willing to sacrifice to feel the way sure. I want to feel, or to be the way yeah, I want yeah. to perform the way I want to? And, perform. and it may be something I never achieve. I, I joke about it, but uh, you know, I'm definitely with the keto diet and and with with the going to the gym gonna shoot for it uh but i do like to eat so it's one of those yeah. things that if and it's one of the joys it's one of the joys in life no big man. deal yeah you know? yeah to I, me eating is one of the joys definitely. in life i'm not going to deprive myself of of good food so i i put in the work you know i stay active and i you know but I if, to, if i if i do get that to that point i'm getting a bunch of photos so then i can say all right i did i did reach it i'm gonna be vain <laughs> for a little bit and yeah, then hey, and you, then if i don't go back to it or uh, don't can, maintain you can, you can sustain it there's no reason you can't yeah. maintain it yeah but, but one of the things going back and, and this one thing i learned in yoga that i think is it, and you've said this but i think it's a great takeaway for whoever's listening is you can uh, modify so it may be if you're in a group and you're 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 in a class or something that you don't have to be, you don't have to do what the that, that other guy is, right? Because you don't know what their journey is or how no. long they've been doing it. But right. you take, just take like that yoga. exercise, yeah, or that that pose, and you you modify it to how you can do it. Because then, if you do that, then eventually, maybe a year down the line, then you you may be at that where that other person is, you or be. you may, yeah, or you. Will you be. Or you will, you will be, you will succeed, or you know, go beyond them. Right. I mean, then there's certain poses that in yoga and, and the elasticity of women that there's certain poses that I'll never be able to to accomplish as they are. But by by myself, by me going through that pose, and, and it's definitely loosening up my hips and putting myself in a in a better place when I'm sitting all the time. I don't have those certain pains that you had talked about yeah. or the pains that I'm getting or, or whatnot. So yeah. yeah, it's great. So just do what you, it's you, it's what it's, you can it's do. Just, it's what, it's what your level is your at that time. Yeah, definitely. It's just about your parameters. It's not a competition, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I've worked out, I've, I, I, I work out with by myself now, but I used to work out with partners who were stronger than me and, you know, 
I'd have to take plates off the bar uh-huh. <laughs> that they just lifted. Yeah. It, it, it's not about that. It's like, you know, I'm still lifting more than I was the other day. Yeah. You know, I may never get to what you're doing, but I am doing better than I was yesterday. And, and that's really all it is. And that's what they teach you in yoga. That's the whole yoga principle. It's not, it's not a competition. You work to your edges and your edges will expand. That, that's all it is. And so, I, you know, I've had people, gosh, I have, uh, I have, I have one girl I, I think about, especially, I won't say her name, but, um, she couldn't do a push-up, which is fine. Most people can't do a push-up when they come to me. Yeah, yeah. But she had to literally do them against the wall, right? Like she'd stand against the okay. wall with her arms oh, against the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? And now, <clears throat> after uh, two years, you know, it's, I've been training her for two years. Now she's doing sets of 15 push-ups on the floor, all the way down, all the way up. She never dreamed she could do that, but yeah, you know that, That's good because I was curious because my nephew at this point hasn't you know, having trouble with push-ups. And I thought about the whole knee thing and I wasn't, and I've done some push-ups against the wall or at the gym when I don't feel like doing another set of push-ups. I may on a bench modify or, it on yeah, a bench yeah, because it's absolutely. like, oh, I don't want to do a full push-up, but I at least want to get the movement in. And I did not even think about telling him like, like work against the wall and start building himself up. So I'm going to let him know next time I see him yeah. to start doing that so he can start increasing his You, you know, you look, look around your house, there's a table, there's yeah, a bed, yeah. there's a wall. And that's what I tell people when you go home, go to your stairs, you know, Go to your fifth stair, and then your fourth stair, and your third stair, and eventually you'll be on the floor. Just just keep doing it, though. It's about the movement. Yeah, it's yeah. not about it's just it's 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 like a bench press. It's the same general movement. I, I like it better, but it's the same general movement. You're pressing away from your body, right? So one day maybe you can just bench press the bar, but in maybe in two years you can bench press 225 pounds. Sure, but you didn't do it in one day. Yeah, of course, you know of you work your way not, up yeah. to it. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's interesting, and I've seen. Uh, I was talking to my friend Tony West uh, a few weeks ago. He's uh, his episode will be out. Well, by the time this is out, that'll already be in the archives. But his brother was doing this crazy, and his brother's an animator at Disney. He's mm-hmm. an amazing guy. Was doing this push-up where I don't even know what you call it. He was shifting his weight, and it was almost like it was a fly. So it's like a combination push-up fly. I've never seen anything like this. I'll have to I'll have to find his video and send it to you. It was amazing, and it, it's it's kind of cool how there are so many variations of push-ups out there that people have come up with over the sure, years. Sure, variations of everything. It's our crazy. Body, our bodies move in countless ways. Yeah, you know, so you you know you try and mimic things that you want to do, especially if you're an athlete or even yeah. recreational. You know, you train the way you want to move. That's what it is. Just train yourself. You're not we're, like I always tell the kids at school. We're not doing this to get better at the gym. We're not doing this to get yeah. better at the gym. We're doing this to get better outside the gym. Yeah, this is just the tool. That's great because sometimes yeah, going to the gym is just is just boring. Like if you're you're lifting weight, I mean, if I go alone, sometimes like, I don't want to be at the gym, but it's sometimes just getting in there is is important. Yeah, but, uh, classes. Yeah, I recommend it, listeners out there. If especially if you're starting out, classes, and and get goals. groups, set the goals, set the goals, set um, set little goals. Yeah, little goals. A thousand mile journey starts with one step. So make that one step your first goal, and you, then another step. You, my friend, are a quote machine. I have a it's quote great. machine. It's, I love it. <laughs> Every trainer is. We we paint them on the walls. I love it, man. What what else? Any other you know takeaways that you can share with the audience? Any advice that we haven't talked about? Uh, yeah, patience, man. It's um like especially with nutrition, like people want to lose weight. They they want those get wit get, uh, get you know get thin quick things, and th- those don't exist, right? So, um, every client that I counsel for nutrition it's a it's a one-year program i don't care who you are we start you on day one and the goal is a year from now and a lot of things happen in between but we want we want to do things in in incremental manage manageable ways 
that set you up for success. So whatever you're doing, whether it be nutrition or sports or lifting or, or whatever you're trying to accomplish or, or even outside of the fitness, fitness realm, make it achievable. Don't set yourself goals that are so lofty you can't reach them because you're only going to set yourself up for failure. It's all about finding success, right? Success breeds more success. You feel good about yourself. The better you feel about yourself, the better you're going to do. That's fantastic. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I think that's a. I mean, I, there's. I know we could talk probably for hours. I could, but, but I think that's <laughs> that's a good note to end on. I, cool. I think that's just something that. Uh, yeah, that that's. I'm inspired by that, and uh, I think the audience will be as well. So, Eric, I can't thank you enough for sharing your wisdom, and and we will definitely get together and do this again. I I appreciate that. Thanks for having me, Ken. Come over here. Come over here. Come over here. Someone out there will hate you now, but what you take is what you allow. All kinds of shades of white Embrace the color in your life You can't see beyond the wall Paradise for those who fall Out of grace or simply out of sight So won't you come you come